Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show. Three, two, one, boom. All right, Thrive Nation, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, I have been uh, uh, friends with uh, Dr. Z for a long time, and I mean this sincerely. I mean this sincerely. If I was going to get a tattoo, and I, I probably won't, but if I do, the only thing I would get on my tattoo would be a Z. And I want to tell you why I would get a Z. I want to wow. explain this to you. Where would you put it, by the way? Tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> on my lower back, why obviously. Is that just on the tip of your tongue always? It's, it's hilarious because I'm a funny guy, Marshall. That <laughs> is just, oh my God. I want to take this up, though. I want to explain to the Thrive Nation why I like Dr. Z. And I want to pull up the quote from John D. Rockefeller, Chep, I want to put on the show notes, okay. where he talks about a friendship built on business is better than a business built on friendship. So we go to um, Dr. Zellner's birthday party, and he's turning 53, and it was over at uh, the restaurant there at uh, 101st. Ridge Grill. Ridge Grill. 101st Domingo. We go there, and I'm sitting there at an honor to sit next to Dr. Z's uh, son and his daughter. And by the way, your daughter, Bridget, is uh, is just probably the most funny non-comedian I've ever met. Like, when she gets going... She is hysterical, and she just has a great sense of timing. I don't know where she gets it from. I, I'm just telling you, she has a great sense of timing, and yeah. I, I and it's, it's it's really funny. Well, I've just it, she's a very funny person. She now works at Dr. Robert Zellner's and Associates. If you want to go see the the uh, comedy show and tour, you can Dr. see her Bridget. live. Right there. Yeah. She's great, Dr. Bridget. I'm just telling you, it's funny. And I'm there sitting there meeting with his friends, and there's two guys in particular. One, I I, I can't remember his name, but he's a. But I said to him, so how do you know Dr. Z? Because you're, you're small talking with folks you don't know. And one is I noticed that we all agree with each other. We all get along because we're all attracted to his values, to his character. So it's not the things he says he's going to do. It's the thing he does. So all of us are there, um, but we all could get we all get along because we all have the same values. So I asked this guy, I said, how do you know of Dr. Z? Like, how do you how do you know Dr. Z? And he says, oh, actually, I, I've been working with him for a long time. Long story short. He was somebody you put on your Dream 100 list as a car dealership. I think he was with, I think he was with Lexus. I think he was with Lexus. Am yeah. I making that up? Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right. He's with Lexus, and you put on your list that you're going to earn his business. So if you're listening to the show right now, to make this actionable, every single person listening to the show, you want to make a draft board, just like the NFL does every year, of the top draft picks you want, or the top 100, uh, the top 100 clients you want to get. And on his draft board was this Lexus guy. What's the, what's the Lexus guy's name? Rob. Rob. So Rob's on the list, and how long did you pursue or did your guys pursue the relationship with Rob before you landed that deal? Years. Years. So again, Rob, just like anybody who's had any level of success in their life, he's put up fences, walls, digital boundaries, literal boundaries to keep people from being able to distract him from his focus. Somehow, I don't know how it was, you got through... Or you got over the castle walls, you, you you dug down under them, you went over the moat around, you went up. I'm not sure you did it. You scaled the walls, you got there behind the enemy lines, and all of a sudden you became friends. And I kept hearing that story over and over and over. And it was fabulous because previous to you getting to your birthday, I had already heard probably 10 people give a toast about you before... We went around and kind of shared our experiences about our relationship with you. And I just I just want to say that's a testament to you and the longevity of your decision on a daily basis. And have you ever probably thought uh, about not making the right decision? I'm sure. Have you ever been uh, not perfect? Absolutely. But you've been so consistent with that that you've turned clients into lifelong friends. So how in the world did you turn a, a, a guy you were trying to get his business, Rob, into your friend? How does that happen? 
Well, you're purposeful. I found out um, his buzz things. I found out what he likes in life. Okay. I found out what he enjoys. So you embroidered the word Rob on your forehead? I did. Okay. And I- uh, It's painful. And then I started um, giving him those things. I started, you know, giving him gifts of of stuff that, um, you know, for example, he likes he likes cigars. So I found out where he on roses and whiskers on kittens, cigars for Rob, and and things that he likes to buy. I'm not sure. These are a few of Rob's favorite things. There we go. So I went to the place where he buys them, and I went and said, "Hey, do you know Rob?" And they said, "Yeah." So you mean Rob? Well, yeah, from what's, around the way. What's his move? Oh, he's. I got his move. What's his move? Let me tell you the move. What's his play? What's he his move? This particular scholar like, is very expensive. Well, this is you know he likes boom boom boom. It's hand it's handcrafted in boom, uh, boom, Cuba. Boom, maybe you know, might or might not be. I mean, it's you know by one guy and he rolls it you know just for Rob. He goes know, you know. by code name Rob. Yeah, <laughs> and and then I I what I would do is I would buy these for him and I'd pop into the office and say, hey, don't need anything, don't want anything, just giving you a gift. Have a great day and. When let me know when you're going to go smoke one of these, and I'll meet up with you. So this is as he's already a, a client of yours. No, 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 no. This is when you're trying to get in the door. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. He's not. A he's client. doing the woo. I'm doing the woo. Woo. Baby. He's like Z is like the Wu Tang client. Wu Tang. And the thing about it is, and now we start meeting um, at a um, uh, a place over in Peoria, and we start having a cigar, and we start meeting for cigars on Tuesdays at three o'clock or whatever. And then I found out, you know, as we sit there, we're talking, and we're thinking, we're going, this is a pretty cool guy. I like. I just like this guy. And we became friends, and we're still they not started doing sharing cigars. We're not. We're they not, just buy one cigar and share the cigar. You take a puff, I'll take a puff. Just back and forth. That's how know. good of a friends he gets to be. It's like we just buy one cigar. No, let's try to take a puff at the same time. So one one <laughs> big one big thing with that though, right? Is you have to be really good at what you do. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, you just have to be real, and you just have to be you know willing to spend time with folks, get to know them, talk to them about you know. I mean. You know, things that are important to them. But even if he likes you, but you guys suck at your job, like how is that? Is that friendship going to so keep many, building? So Here's the thing: a friendship gets you the golden look. It doesn't get you the business. Gotcha. And there's the difference, better job. So many people gotcha. get caught up on the ethics. They're like, so "You're manipulating somebody to get their business." No, I mean anybody that you, no, I mean, anybody that you like if, at all, you right. you what you do, you find out what they like. And you give it to them, and then you're there for them in their times of need. That's what friendship is. And it just so happens that, you know, this happens to be a cool guy that we got along, and whether he did business with me now today or not, we'd still be friends. Right. And that's that's the thing about life is you go through and you meet people, and a friend is really defined as someone you're spending time with. You don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, there are some clients of mine that I spend time with that I have to. Right? Right. I mean, well, I'm I'm gonna oh, I'm like gonna the, push like, it. like what's no I'm just no, no no don't go there <laughs> I'm gonna push it I, but, <laughs> I'm I gonna will pu- throw a punch you. I, I'm I'm gonna push <laughs> it when there's a difference between a client uh you know you not liking a client as a friend okay yeah and uh you just not wanting to like get caught up in like doing business with people that you don't want to do business with so here's here's the deal somebody would like to buy cars from one of your from the auction or wants to buy glasses sure. And they verbally abuse a front office lady to the point that she cries. And you've warned them, and it happens again. They get red X'd. How do you red X somebody? Walk me through that process. If I own a gym in Luke's case, or I own a optometry clinic, or I own an auction, or I own some kind of business, and I get somebody who's you know way over the line with the way they've talked to a woman, and or a man, but in this case, it's a woman because this is a hot and fresh one for me. And you've told them, hey, this is not how to do it, and they do it again. How do you handle it? I go down and I say, listen, I have no toleration for that. 
you're not welcome here again. If you step on my property, we'll call the police and you will be trespassing. So leave right now and never come back. And you just do it like I'm that. Red X, yeah, bam, red And X. then you don't care how they on, feel. And I can count on one, maybe two hands in 26 years the number of people I've red X'd off the optometry clinic. You know, it's very rare, very rare. And, but you can see it, and here it comes, and, ha- and, and you have. deal with it immediately. And, and I and I have uh, somewhere in the back of my mind, I really feel like there's some mental illness usually in those people that are go- that are doing that. But be that as it may, that's not my issue. Talk to me about why it's important for your employees to see you swiftly deal with people like that when somebody's attacking them. Know, your employees want to know that you've got their six, you've got their back, right. that you are the one, you're going to come in and you are going to side on them. Because so many times, employees have this weird thing in their mind thinking, well, the, the, the customer is always right. So if the, you know, oh, the boy. Oh, who, I love this. This who, is this is a whole other segment, who too. Say, who, whoever got that going in the world is so hi, wrong. Hi, Speaking my, of throat punch. Hi, right? my name is Darren. I'm here with the Broken Arrow Chamber. Um, I'm actually a gold sponsor, and up next, I'm going to be introducing Kevin from the Bank of the South, of the West, of the East, the First of the National of the Ozarks, <laughs> and he is here to talk about the golden rule, and that golden rule is that the customer's always right if you want to hate your life. And so because I know that most people, according to Gallup, do in fact hate their lives, you're going to want to pay close attention. Close attention. Because after we salute the flag and do the Pledge of Allegiance, and then we go recite the this and the minutes and the that and have the cheese cubes, we are then going to be talking about the golden rule for making your life suck. And that is making sure the customer's always right, even when they're a cantankerous a-hole. And I mean evil, an amazingly whole person. Oh, yeah. I, and it's it's, folks... The customer is not always right. Oh, say it again, please. The customer is not always right. Oh, I love it so much. And and you've, we've we've gone over a lot of these concepts in past shows, which we no, but every is show is a podcast, so you can go back and look at them and, and listen to them, and as many times as you'd like. As a matter of fact, and for free, I might add for free, for free, for free. The circle. No, that's no charge. Oh, no charge for you. But you got to get your head wrapped around it. that. Business serves you first, takes care of your employees, and takes care of those customers. And I know you have to have all three happy to have a successful business. But if you have a cantankerous, bitter, mean ugly hateful troll of a customer in there you can and you should and you better back your employee and protect them from them you know a good example of this is southwest airlines uh years ago they and this happens a lot but southwest airlines in particular they kicked a woman off of the plane because she wore a mini skirt without underwear underneath Wow. And the flight attendant said to this person, hey, could you wear, will you have a blanket? Could you cover up? Could you show some type of, you know, class? Decorum, yeah. Yes. And the person was like, I, I am not going to do it. I tell you what, you can't tell me what to wear. And I was, so they kicked her off the plane and they read extra. And it's amazing how like those kind, they didn't pull her off by her hair. They didn't yell at her. They didn't freak out. But businesses that won't do that lose. I mean, Can quick, I jump quick trip in won't even open up at locations in areas that are weird. Jump. This is something that I see uh, a lot of clients or a lot of small business owners have a scarcity mindset. So they feel like they just have to take every job, every now in the beginning days of a business, right? You got to have cash flow, you got to have it. But the goal is that you've got to get to a place with your business that you can say no to somebody. 
Clay, and you can't you have do that done unless this. you market. Right. And you have done this. And I can tell you coming from a business running the concrete company where we needed just every freaking job we could take. We had to bid bottom dollar. We had to get those jobs. We had to keep them going. And now working with you and Dr. Z and we have a business where if somebody is just an awful person, yes, we do not work with them. Right. I got Marshall, this. Marshall, please. I'm bringing it home. Oh, wow. Please home. jump in. Right. Marshall's singing back. Okay, so <laughs> in writing the Start Here book, okay, everybody that's listening can go on to the thrivetimeshow.com and download the free ebook. Okay, you can download this. Amazon but, bestseller. But we read this um, this book that I'm referencing, The Service Profit Chain by Heskett Sasser, and they talk about what creates um, customer loyalty. And if you increase, they found the Harvard case study, if you increase customer loyalty by 5%, it can increase profits by 25 to 85%. Okay. But then you ask, what drives customer loyalty? Well, they found that customer satisfaction drives that. So then they said, well, what drives customer satisfaction? Well, what they found is an internal service quality. Employee satisfaction is True. what drives that. And so if you erode that, if you sacrifice that, if you trade that for everything else, then your business is going to fail. You must have your core values and defend those at all costs. I would like to, when we come back, I want to tee up the next question so the listeners know what the next question is when they come back. Well, Marshall, what are they tuning in for? What what can they absolutely not miss out on, my friend? What's coming up next? Super right, I'm, I'm jumping in here. Okay, oh, wow. Z, I want to know, there's like these really important positions, it seems like, not important, but more high-profile positions at the auction. Yes. There's the auctioneer, there's yes. the managers, everybody. Hey, and then there's also the people that are just there stacking papers. They're doing the job that needs to be done but is not high-profile, is probably not high-pay, but they are all on point. They all know their we role. We got good paper stackers. That's what I'm saying. So I want to know how how do you hold those people accountable? How do you motivate them? How do you get them there on whenever showtime is Friday only? Basically, Monty said something like you're working 52 days a year, but I know there's a like a lot of work that goes up to that Friday sale. But how do you hold those you know high level members and those low me- level so how members do you accountable? Ho- so I guess the root question is how do you hold people accountable that aren't working in a glamorous position? Right. Stay right. tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your Ricka Ricka Radio. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show. Three, two, one, boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Guess who's in the room? It's Wesley Carter. Hello. It's Wesley Carter. Eagle, eagle. It's unbelievable. Sir, the thing is, when you come inside the man cave, let me tell you what happens. One, the level of litigiousness is just through the roof. I mean, Z, have you ever felt more of like, I mean, I've I've heard Wes, whenever we end a conversation, he'll slip in things like, see you later, buddy. And I go, did you just say sue you later? No, no, I said see you later. I mean, just little <laughs> things like that, you know, Z. He always carries that gavel around, you know. Every time he shows up, I feel like my first instinct is going to serve me papers. Yeah. Well, he carries those papers behind his back all the time. I know. Time. And like, I think it's doing? kind of a 50-50. I think he coin flips before he walks in the man the man cave and, you know, whether no, going, and I, who he's going to serve for today. I mean this sincerely. I've worked with a lot of attorneys throughout my life. I really enjoyed uh, working with Larry Taylor, a very, very good attorney. I've enjoyed working with Scott Reeb out of Dallas. There's some there's some good guys, but Wes Carter is the antithesis of all of the legal stereotypes where you hate your attorney. We met on Friday at the uh, at the Thrive offices. Yes. We met and after we we knocked out what we need to knock out, 
We talked because I like him, and I I think he likes me. I don't know, but we but he's a good guy. And he's, I only build him for part of that conversation. That, oh, that's that. Yeah, I knew he asked one more question. He's like, "Tell me more about tell me that. about the Patriots. Tell, tell me, me about more. The, what do you like most about Bill Belichick? That's a good hour long conversation. So, let me just ask you the twelve things you like most about Bill Belichick. Did you say Before the hundred twelve things? No, and we just Eric got past Chubb, an hour. There we go. You have a to tough business coach question for Doctor Robert. Zellner. I see a lot. I had this issue uh, when I ran the concrete company. I okay. see a lot of business owners that we work with have this issue. Okay. Okay. So within any business, there's some glamorous positions and there's some not so glamorous. Glamorous. Positions, okay? Fox. So you Fox have it. you know partners, you have managers out there at the auto auction. You have high level. You know the auctioneers are on the mic. They're high profile. High profile. But then you also have all these people that are just diligently moving cars around and stacking papers and make just making sure everything is getting done. And every single person was motivated that i just you get this feeling like they care yeah. they really want to do a good job yeah. uh th- one thing that's huge is it looks it feels like they understand how important their link in the chain is you know hey i'm kind of like your auto auctioneer your auctioneers are kind of like the rappers you know they're telling people put their hand in the air right. they're rhyming all the time and then they got their and, backup crew. and the people behind them they're you like the grips they're the, like the, you know. they're like the, 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 like the sound guy right where right. if they mess up everyone knows but if they do a good job nobody knows right. so basically how how do you you know hold people accountable and motivate people when they are not in a glamorous position? What threats do you say? <laughs> Throw punch. Well, I tell you what the, the 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 money I spent on batteries for the tasers is is well is a great investment. <laughs> Those rechargeable ones have been a money saver, haven't they? It's and been back, nice. Where you rent you rent them from a tip top canine on a Friday. They're really shot colors. <laughs> nice. Shot collar. Wow. Holla. See, Whoa. Speaking of rappers, here's the here's the deal. You know when you're hiring people, you have to make sure that they understand. A business, it, it, yeah, this has been said for many years, but a business is like a chain, and you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so, you know, when you when you talk to people, when you hire them, and you talk about the importance of what they're doing, I mean, if a guy doesn't drive, if he if a, if a lane goes dry, that's a term we use in the auto auction business. In other words, there's not a car in there to be auctioned. Mm. You can have the best auctioneer. You can have the best, you know, Accoutrements. You can have the best, you know, decor. Yes. Okay, interrupt real quick. We what have... is the guy in the lane that is just freaking on point, banging on the car hoods? Me and Marshall were talking about these guys. They're that position is called a ringman. Okay, I just had to know. I had to know. Sorry, he's a ringman and he's a bid spotter and he's out trying to encourage guys to bid on the car and he knows his clientele and he's working them. So I've rarely seen a more intense person at their job. Well, that's what they're supposed to do. It is awesome. Yeah, and he's working hand in hand and they have. Uh, their own language with the auctioneer as far as whether he thinks he can get another bid or two out of this guy or so he's I mean, they, wink they, and a nod yeah, and, yeah. A... And, and every auction industry has those they're called ringmen okay so okay. i'm sorry you were saying when hiring people they understand well, their well, place in when the hiring business. people yeah you have to understand that you know whether they're answering the phone or doing the pre-testing or whether they're driving the car through or doing the auctioneering or whatever part they're doing it's it's part of the whole and, and if anybody fails the whole system fails my wife worked for dr z years ago and i can tell you specifically how it happened when she was there and so I can speak to that. I also know people who've worked with you for years, and specifically, I would say, like, Kylie. She's been with you for 20-something years. Um, and I want to get Wes Carter's take on this. You explain to somebody how they fit into the hole, which is exactly what you just said. Right. But you also explain to them the hierarchy, or somebody does. 
So I just Correct. did that today. We have a young man starting on our team named Matt. Did you meet Matt today there, Chup? Yeah, uh, I've, I've seen him. Right. I haven't had a chance to Chup. meet him. Chup. Oh, I see, that's the kind of thing. He won't even talk to the, the, the normal people anymore. He's, he's such a diva. so far up the ladder. I'm, no. I'm on a radio show, Clay. No, but Rob, I met Rob at Andalini's, and I explained to Rob. We just hired Rob. Yeah. I said, Rob, if you are going to start out in SEO and on the calls, and what you do is the, back, is the backbone. It matters a lot. If you're faithful and diligent in the small things, I will notice because John and I do a review once a month. And if we notice you doing well in the small things, I will promote you to bigger things. It is a biblical concept as well as a concept that we base our business on. John, who is now the second in command for everything, was once a search engine writer like you. For a long time. And as we're growing, we need more coaches and consultants. So I'm telling you, this is your path, my friend. You can do it. And as long as he knows that if I do this, I can move on to that, we're good. But if you have a stagnant, not growing business, Z, that gets weird. It gets really weird because now no one can move up. No one can move up, but you know, some sometimes you 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 want to keep those good people. So there's other ways you can encourage them. There's other things you can do. Sometimes people rise to the level of of what you think is their competency. Yes, and that's part of being a good manager. You have to understand that and be careful with how you deal with that. You know, uh, in other words, not everybody could be the boss. So Wes, when you started working with Winters and King, yes, how long ago was that? Ten years ago. So ten years ago, 120 months ago, when you started there, how old were you roughly at that time? If you're doing the math, if you're 14, 27. Oh, sorry. and so what kind of stuff did you start out doing? I mean, now you're a partner. Yes. Now you work with some of the biggest uh, clients in town. In town, all over Tulsa, you work with people all over the world. Actually. Yes. Um, what kind of stuff did you they, did they start you out on? Very menial task. I mean, very not glorious or glamorous. Uh, when you when I first started, I would barely even talk to clients. I would do someone else's work for them, then they would take all of their credit and go talk to the client about it. But that's just kind of how things work. And I, I would add, I think Z's advice about telling your lower level employees how important they are is great advice. But I would add, especially in my field, teaching your middle management executives not to treat your lower level employees like trash is just as important because no matter how much you build them up, if your team is breaking them down, it kills you. There are two things that I will lose, I will lose my crap on. Uh, I will freak out on to to I try to be pretty pretty stoic during the day. But there's two things I will lose my mind on. One is it's when a customer view, verbally abuses a female member of our team. Mm -hmm. I'll lose my I'll lose it on them every time. The second is when a teammate of mine is sarcastic to a lower level entry person or negative yes. to them. I will absolutely pull them aside and I will deal with it swiftly because I, you cannot create a culture of that kind of sarcasm and negativity. I've had to knock down young attorneys a bunch of times because they come in they've just graduated they think you know they're coming into like a legal drama television show sure sure and where's they, william shatner they talk to our staff like they're just beneath them and so of course the staff comes and talks to me and i said hey if you want to get anything done these are the people that are going to make your life easier. actually get things done right right yeah so you are just shooting yourself in the foot by acting like when this. we come back from the break i want dr z to break down how to create a culture of excellence for 20 years in a row that's that that's the thing it's the consistency it's not the motivational it's the day-by-day -day grind that no one sees i want to hear you break down how to build a culture of excellence for 20 years in a row stay tuned to the thrive time show on your radio